What up, everybody? Welcome to the Bold Barrio Podcast. My name is Larry Alexander. I'm here with my boy, Jeff. What up, Jeff? How you doing? Good, man. Good. Uh, you know, as good as can be, but yeah. uh, there's some things, you know, that we need to talk about. <laughs> right from yeah, the get-go, but yeah. good, you know? Yeah, let, let's... Let me just share what we're going to talk about real quick. Today we're talking about we're going we're going to honor the the just want to like honor DMX man and and just remember X. We're going to talk a, a little bit about him and his legacy and and go deep a little bit into his life and try to get something that we could I I think we we could learn a lot from from X man like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> man, <side of> <laughs> um, and um, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to look into his faith journey. Um, and we have a special guest with us today. Um, my brother, man, we, you know, I've known it. I've, I've known this guy for, for a good amount of years now, um, you know, and, and I got a lot of love for this guy. So, um, yo, Edwin. Mr. Edwin Valladares, welcome to the podcast, brother. How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Thank you guys for bringing me along. Of course, man. Of course. Yo, so we're gonna get into um, Edwin, Edwin's life, and we're gonna have, we're gonna ask, uh, we're gonna go into asking some questions, and 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 um, it, this convo is just gonna be great. But before we do that, a uh, couple of things. Um, please, please, please. You know, we just transitioned onto YouTube. So if you can help us out, support us by subscribing, um, you know, hit like, just go go ahead real quick and hit that like button. You know what I'm saying? Like right there. I've always wanted to do that. Like hit the hit the like right there. Subscribe right here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, man. And just, you know, you know, if, if this video, you know, you know, impacts your life or helps you in some way, you know, share it, share the wealth. You know, share share this with, with somebody else that you think could it could help out. Um, but before we we go into this, so this this episode is gonna is gonna release next week. So today is April thirteenth, Tuesday, April thirteenth. Okay, and and this episode is releasing next week. Um, and today, uh, this week we 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 are 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 dealing with another uh situation that we just a tragic situation that we I hate the fact that we are still dealing with this you know we're just talking about this with Jeff a while ago and we're you know we're just going in on this because it's it sucks that we're here again and we're talking about just the tragic and you know just the tragic murder of Dante Wright and and by by a police officer again and you know there's there's so much that we could say and we want to say and we're going to like speak on. Um, but we we're going to we're going to give this a whole episode and, and maybe a couple of episodes just because there's mm. so much to speak on. But um, but we did want to go ahead and, and, and say, you know, uh, that, you know, we're with the family, man. We, we're like, you know, prayers out to the family. But even more than that, I think. uh <clears throat> shooting a prayer honestly has become something like like the easy thing to do mm. in a way you know it's necessary don't get me wrong um i believe in the power of prayer um but i believe also in 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 the call to action and i think i think i think we need to act i think uh enough man like we we say this every single time enough man and so 
I could I'm um I want to keep going on this, but I, all I want to say is, um, you know, here in Bo Barrio, we are, uh, we are in the fight. This is this was this is why we started Bo Barrio, hmm. because we wanted to we wanted to to use our voice, use our platform to speak on matters like this, speak on on us as Christian men, Christian Latinos. Um, how we're, you know, we want to be involved in these matters and, and speak on and fight alongside, um, you know, just the community and uh, for social justice, for, for racial equality, you know, and, and all this stuff. And we, we, we're fighting, man. We're, we're, we are doing what we can and we're going to continue to find more ways to, to be a part of this, man. And so, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. Um, definitely definitely uh i'll say our hearts are heavy you know with this like it hurts man like it it hurts that we're in this position um you know so so yeah uh let's get to it so man x dmx man long live dmx uh, you know the dog man the rough rider (laughs) the rough rider (laughs) um one that's gonna give it to you yeah. <laughs> it's gonna yeah. give it to you <laughs> it's crazy um, it's crazy yeah. man because I, I was driving i was driving from church and i had a i had to drive through the streets because uh the, the freeways were packed mm-hmm. and i was just driving down uh san pedro and i don't know where i had my 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 spotify on shuffle and then X gonna give it to you pops out <laughs> and it was just like man it, we're gonna be talking about him on yeah. on you know this week and and it, it just seemed like it was meant to be you know it, it, people were out walking around you know um um you know our community was you know setting up their little swap me spots and as I was driving by and and it, it just I don't know it was a good little moment you know and mm. just remembering and just even thinking back to being a kid and yeah. hearing that song for the first time, yeah. you know, and it's like, what the heck? Like, why is this guy barking? You know, but, <laughs> but it was, it was lit, you know? It was the energy, man. That energy, it was the bro. energy, man. And was yeah. You said what, Edwin? The pitbull was his bark. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, man. So you guys both grew up on X. Like, you guys both grew, like, you guys heard X early early on in your life. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I feel like it's one of those staples, right? Like, like you you grow up listening to to rap and hip hop, and you pick up any playlist or or any 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 good mix. Because back then you would burn CDs, right? If yeah. not, you would go on LimeWire and, yeah. and just get get what you were able to get. And yeah, you know uh dmx was one of those guys that's gonna be in that playlist maybe not all his songs yeah um but he was gonna those bangers were gonna be in the playlist oh yeah, yeah. right yeah yeah absolutely and what what about you 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 mentioned something to me edwin like that he he he's the reason for your love for uh for pitbulls right so it's crazy because i grew up as a nerd um <laughs> <laughs> the moment i moved into the hood uh-huh. And like, what type of music you like? And I'm here like, I didn't even know what to say. I said Eminem, but I didn't know anything about Eminem. <laughs> I grew up as a Christian. So getting yeah. to the point, um, my neighbor's brother-in-law was hooked on 
DMX. Mm. And he didn't have no kids, but you know, DMX was his fanatic. He got mm. a pit bull, and then I ended up getting one. Mm. DMX was always an idol because somebody influenced me with him. Mm. And every, every album as a prayer. And that's one thing that marked my life. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that's a that's that was the interesting thing for me is is finding that finding that out later on because so I grew up Christian, right? And and obviously and I I grew up in a very legalistic home, so like you couldn't hear any type of non Christian music, right? And by Christian music, now you know, now we got all these other like you know, you got that the Christian hip hop and all this stuff. But back then it was like those little Spanish hymns and that that's it, bro. You're not listening to anything else. <laughs> and so I remember, um, you know, you go to school, you get you're you're around kids that are listening to all these other stuff. And, you know, this kid this, you know, I, somebody shared uh, one of those like mix mixtape CDs and um and and Rough Rider, the the Rough Riders anthem was in it. And bro, oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> that song just a whole nother energy, you know. And so I um yeah. when when I listened to X, it was it was only certain songs, you know, it was the Rough Riders an- anthem, X gonna give it to you, uh uh where the hood at, you know, and then and, and party up. Party yeah. up, the first time I heard party up was did you ever did you guys ever watch uh, like Mike? Yeah. yeah, a little yeah, bow wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's in the car with the with with the basketball player, uh, <laughs> and they just start hearing the song. Y'all gonna make me lose my mind. Oh, baby, baby. Yo, that like that was it was that's what I grew up on, you yeah, know. Man. So you know what other song really like after I think it was I don't know how old it was. I was thinking I'm like barely on my teens, mm-hmm. but that Lord give me a sight gave me like I can play it at home. Mm. Lord, give me a sight, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it was a battle listening to D. Yeah. At home. Yep. Yeah, man. My parents back. (laughs) And and you know what's you know what is crazy is that um as I grew as I grew up, you know, uh and and now in my my later like my early twenties, you know. Uh, late teens, early twenties. I started like, I started really diving into like I was, bro. I was watching The Breakfast Club every week, like every day, almost every other day. Like I was watching The Breakfast Club. I loved watching interviews about from like hip hop mm-hmm. artists. I'm a big hip hop fan, you know. And so, um, I remember watching a Breakfast Club interview with DMX, and then just hearing his life and his, you know. What he was going through and just the realness, the the and him mentioning God and all this. And so then that, you know, I fell into a rabbit hole and like listening to different like um, YouTube uh, videos, YouTube interviews, you know, and, and just hearing his story. You know, I uh, I also when I was in Indiana, I I got to record. Uh, I got to record a song with an engineer that actually worked with x which was pretty dope you know and so just um just all that made me follow like the last few years the last five to ten years i've been following x not just not as an artist man but more as a like 
yo, you know, as a human, like what, what he was going through, what he was, you know, his struggles, you know, I remember when he, when he like, you know, went into, went into rehab. And so, <clears throat> you know, I was thinking of all this and, um, as we were, as they were, as, you know, people were, were, you know, uh, finding out that he was, you know, uh, in life support and all the, and all this news was coming out, um, you start seeing people post, tell stories about him, right? Tell, tell, tell their stories about X and, um, uh, man, I started reminiscing on it and I started thinking back on it and started like kind of putting all these stories together. And I realized something, man, I realized that yo X, uh, he left the legacy of, of somebody who, Swiss Beats put it this way. He said, like, ever since I met DMX, ever since I met X, he's been suffering. Like, he's suffered, you know, and he's always suffered, um, you know. And and he said that, you know, X will take on other people's pain, mm-hmm. um, you know. And he says this, Swiss Beats said this. He said, I never saw him live his life for himself said no Lambo, no Rolls Royce. He was he said, yeah, he said he was the biggest because he prayed for everyone else more than he prayed for himself. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, even though he knew he needed more prayers than those he was praying for. Right. Um, and he said, my brother would take care of everybody before he would take care of himself. He said that man suffered every day because he took everybody else's pain and made it his. His humanitarian work should be celebrated, right? <clears throat> and so he 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 said this. He also said he was in so much pain that he would go to jail to have his freedom, like trying to to kind of relieve himself from, you know, it's that that, you know, that's crazy. Like that's crazy to think about. Like, and I believe it, man. I believe I believe that's true. I believe it to be true, man. And so, man. I, I, I see all this and I, I wanted to ask you. Yeah. I wanted to ask you guys when you think about when you think about somebody like somebody like X and you hear this, right? You hear this and we think about what's going on right now, right? And our response like as Christians with everything going on with we just mentioned Dante Wright. I feel like that, to a certain extent, should be our response in, in these things. Is to say, you know what? I'm gonna take this part. I'm gonna take this pain. Yeah, it's that empathy. It's that level of empathy. Like, yo, I'm a, I'm gonna join you in in this pain and join you in your hurt. You know, and 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 with what Swizz was saying, it, it's it goes further, right? Because he took it like he took that personal, deeply personal, and um. And so I wanted to ask you guys this, like, is is there something in that in what Swizz described and how he described X? Do you guys feel like there's something in that that we could we could apply for ourselves regarding regarding that? Yeah, I think um, kind of it tying it back to 
one of our previous episodes with with uh, our episode on Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah, I think DMX embodies that, mm. like that's that narrative, you know. Yeah, because again, like if you get the chance, listen to it, and it, it basically gives you a small window into life in the hood. Yeah, you know, um, it gives you a small window into. Um, you know, in the hood, what what you have is is Latinos and and African Americans and and you have Asians, um, and um, what is always there, no matter how far you may seem from God, what is always there is a sense of faith. Mm. Um, it, it's it's crazy, but you'll you'll be in 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 a in a garage with your homies smoking weed or smoking whatever. But there's still this sense in which, like, um, I'm alive because of God. Or there's still this sense in which so- somehow God is going to get me out of this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. if not, it, it might be the opposite. It might yeah. be a sense in which God has abandoned me. But what I'm trying to say is there always seems to be this, this reflection on God, no matter yeah. how, how bad things are. Yeah. Um, which that, for me, has always shocked me. Like, I'm thinking, like, for example... Kendrick Lamar and his song Cushing Corinthians, right? Like, like mm. that's it. Like, it, 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 you know, you'll be in the struggle. You'll be struggling with addiction, but um, there's this sense in which um, God can get me out of this, or there's a sense in which there's this questioning happening. Like, God, where are you in all this? You know? Yeah. Um, and so I, I kind of see in DMX that embodiment, right? Yeah. Of, of of what I was talking about from Kendrick Kendrick's album, but kind of looking at it uh, theologically, you know, that's how I like looking at things yeah. like, mm-hmm. you know, with Swiss beats saying that, that DMX was the kind of person that would suffer f- with others, you know, cause I don't think it's necessarily suffering, suffering for others. Cause you can't right. suffer for others. Like, right. like, like there, people are going to bear their pain and, and, and the way I understand it is that uh, X would would suffer with them. Mm. It, he took it personal. Yeah, you know. And and for me, it, it shows me. It reveals to me two figures uh, from Scripture. The first one is the suffering servant in Isaiah fifty-two, where the suffering servant essentially what what the the servant does is they they choose to bear the suffering of the people um the servant chooses to bear the suffering of the people on its own body um and it says i know the people are guilty of this and i know they may be suffering because of this but god i i i want to stand in solidarity with them please take my solidarity um please look at my solidarity in mercy right and 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 it's kind of like what 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 that little prayer says of of, of DMX, right? Yeah. Like, 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 just treat them right. Like, I'll bear, I'll bear, I'll bear the 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 burden, mm-hmm. but just treat them right. Just yeah. like save them. Yeah. Right. Um. And and that's something. If you read the suffering servant, that's exactly what you get. And the suffering servant is then exalted, mm. you know, and glorified and. And then you look at the New Testament and the New Testament writers see uh, Jesus as the suffering servant, as the one who stands in solidarity with the suffering, yeah. right? Yeah. 
and and Jesus in a way becomes the icon of what God can do with people who experience suffering mm. and and suffering is another form of death right mm-hmm. and 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 what we see in Jesus is that what we see in the life of Jesus is that Jesus will experience suffering we can experience suffering but that suffering won't have the last word right so and and that's and that's what i see in in DMX and but i want to emphasize this Do it. um and it's the 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 suffering right the suffering that comes from constantly being exposed to different forms of death in your community in your own hood in your own block right from like drive bys to drugs like you were saying there's this there's this exposure to drugs at a young age yeah right um and and um there's this exposure to death at this young age at, at a young age and and all those things it, it's crazy but looking back you know and doing some studies in, in trauma theory um it's in, it, what what shocks me the most and what breaks my heart the most is that a lot of people that lived in the hood and experienced the violence of the hood in all its forms develop like some form of PTSD. Yeah. You know? yep. Like, like you look at the symptoms and it's like, it, it's crazy, you know, like this, this sense of always being on alert, mm. right. The sense of like, I have to watch my back mm. and right. And, and you're probably living in one of the nicest neighborhoods, but you're thinking I got to watch my back because yep. I don't know what's going to happen. Yep. Um, and, and so there's this sense in which like the world is not safe for me, you know, and, and, and with all that comes in, like you were saying, being exposed at such a young age, X was exposed to, to, uh, crack and, or, or cocaine and, and all those things, they rewire your brain. They rewire your brain in a way where you begin to need those things. Yeah. Right. And and so what what I see in, in the life of X is is that like is this embodiment of, of this struggle of what a lot of a lot of people, a lot of us struggled with. Yeah. Um, but that that struggle is not gonna have the last and it should we shouldn't let it have the last word. Yeah. Um, but that God, right? You look at his videos, his recent videos, and mm. it's him, it's him trying to lead a Bible study, right? Like, like look. I, I tend to read the scripture um, very analytically, right? And so when I'm hearing somebody preach, that comes to the forefront. I just analyze what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was trying to do with X. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I remember his story. I look at what he went through. And for him to be standing in front of a screen, attempting to like dissect and give the word of God to people, that's, that's insane. Like mm-hmm. that's amazing. Yeah. And and the fact that he's telling people, trust God. All you mm-hmm. need to do is trust God. Like it doesn't matter what you're going through, just yeah. trust God that it, you're gonna be good. Yeah. And and for me, it was like, man, it, it, it probably wasn't the 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 perfect ending, but mm-hmm. for him to be involved in those kind of things and it just it becomes an icon of hope too, you know. And, um, and yeah, and, and I want to know what you, what you guys think about this, but kind of looking at, at DMX's life and not just his life, but other people's lives. And there's a sense in which I feel like 
a lot of times the reason why um there's two reasons why a lot of people in 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 these poor neighborhoods not just poor neighborhoods but everywhere yeah. um end up coping by using drugs is because they're not taught how to cope they're not mm. how to taught cope they're not how, they're not taught how to cope well yeah or, or what other things they can other resources they can use to cope mm-hmm. because there's no one to teach you um the the first thing you have accessible to you is drugs mm. it's alcohol right and then the other thing is it's not just coping for the sake of coping like edwin you mentioned it uh x experienced trauma yeah um and and when you, when you don't know how to deal with that trauma and that trauma haunts you every day and that trauma it it cuz trauma it doesn't just it, it it's not just something that happens to you an event that happens to you right um trauma it it affects your body it affects your instincts it yeah. it, it rewires your brain like yeah. in a way it completely changes your world things yeah. things aren't like they were before this is a new world where yeah. now the trauma is more real than anything mm. and it's what defines you and so like think like and and you know PTSD and all that stuff comes in there now think about that like you you're living in this in this this life that's just trauma filled but you don't know how to deal with it mm. and and the only way you can deal with it is that you know how is to drug use yeah you know? and 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 that's why i don't I, i don't i'm not i don't get mad at drug addicts i don't or people who are addicted to anything not just mm-hmm. drugs right because yeah. addiction could be anything it could be yeah. coffee right yeah. um i sympathize because you you don't know what people have been through right um, you don't know what people have experienced yeah and and to be a part of a community that's underdeserved un- underserved yeah. in that kind of way it, it, you have to be empathetic yep you know? well it was crazy cuz i'm well before before i go in i th- i think uh Now I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it first just because I I, I want to dive a little deeper with 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 Edwin, but <clears throat> yeah man I I think I have I I've never had an addiction towards towards uh you know with any drug by by the grace of God thank God man like I'm you know but um I remember when I first started smoking weed um you know. There's something that happened within that time, you know, it was a, it was a time of um my father had uh started working at this uh with in this construction company where he'd be gone for weeks, you know, or or he'd be he'd be gone during the entire week and would be back on the weekends. And and I remember during this time, you know, it was it was that kind of like he was trying to still play that father role but only on the weekends you know what i'm saying and 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 a lot of that because that whole week he he wasn't around in the weekend it was like discipline filled in a way you know where that that created an <laughs> that created an angry larry a larry that was like you know a teenage larry that was you know oh this is what you think about me you know because some resentment some resentment uh, yes to, uh, and yeah. yeah and i would say a lot of resentment because 
and it's crazy because now you could connect this because in middle school, though I was I was introduced to these things, though I was introduced to these things, I never I never uh, I would always say I'm not going to do these things. Mm-hmm. My parents taught me well. And then the one time, the one time that pops questioned me on 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 using on on smoking weed. I was like, really? Like, that's what you think? Like, you know, and it was like over. It was like, all right, that's what you think, you know? <laughs> and it was, it was I'm about dumb. to go light one up right now. Right. Man. Yeah. <laughs> about, to, about to grab a little pen cap, about to grab that little eraser uh, little thing. And oh, yeah, it's crazy, God. bro. That's crazy how these kids, you know? <laughs> they're engineers, so, bro. He's, yeah. Have you ever tried a substance, Jeff? Um, yeah. Like I said, when you're, when you grow up in the hood, yeah, yeah. that stuff. It's hard it, to avoid it, right? It's like, hard to avoid it. But it's I have hard never to avoid really, it. like heard you say, "Oh my God, I woke up hung or, or I'm faded." That's no, 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 no. Ever? Uh, I mean, when I was young, again, when I was young, yeah. you grew up in the hood, and and these are things that are there. Yeah. And, and you make the decision um, to do it or not to do it, and and um. It, it 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 is part of my testimony. Um, mm. I used to do those things, um, oh. and I remember like trying to quit, and I couldn't. Oh wow! Um, it, like I I I couldn't do it. it. It's crazy. I don't like talking about it because um, I, I never want to give the impression that it's okay to do it. Mm. Um, because it's not. But looking back, it, it's the way I coped. Mm. Uh, it's 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 the way I cope with the trauma I experienced as a yeah. kid. Again, growing up in the neighborhood, like you know, and and you always tell yourself, like Larry, you're right. You always tell yourself, "I'm never gonna do it." Yeah, I'm never gonna do it. But then it happens, you know. Yeah. And 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 I'm with you on 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 when you reflect on these things, and it's like it could have been me. Yeah, you no, know, it could have been me, and and thankfully it's not. And yep. And, you know, that's where the grace of God comes in. Yeah, man. Like, like, yeah. Yeah, sorry. And, and, well, and here's the thing, man, because I, like, like I said, I never, I was never to that point of being addicted. There was a time where I was doing it often, um, where I was smoking weed often. I never did anything beyond smoking weed, even though that is crazy because when I moved to Pasadena um, in my sophomore year in high school, I was introduced to ecstasy, right? And that was, that's when that whole rave scene started popping and, you know, and no pun intended, but pills started popping as well, <laughs> you know, and, and these kids was doing, these kids was doing these ecstasy pills. And, you know, I was like, what the heck? Like, yo, they're on a whole nother level over here. Well, I mean, you're, you're in Pasadena now. Right. Cause I, at the <laughs> shot and, and, you know, in Crenshaw, you know, was, you smoking, you smoking weed and that's as far as you'd go, you know, like for the most part, you know, um, we kept it organic then <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, that was crazy. But so I never, I never, I never was addicted to anything, but, um, I grew up with, with my uncle living with us since I can remember. And he was an alcoholic. He, you know, he still, he still struggles with this. I actually, this past weekend, my pops had a conversation with him, you know, and, and he was, 
he was kind of he my uncle was devastated because he he had relapsed into drinking again mm. you know and he's been back and forth throughout his entire life he's been you know he's been on and off he'd get off for for sometimes a few months sometimes a few years um and then he'd something would happen something would happen and he'd fall back into you know one of the biggest things was when my grandma passed away when his mother passed away mm. you know and because of his legal status in the in the in the states he couldn't go you know and be with his family so then his way of coping with that yeah was with the, was with the bottle you know yeah. um then you know years later and so that happened he went through it then as soon as he started getting better as he as soon as he started you know pushing the bottle away grandpa passes away hmm. back to the bottle you oh, know um a loss of job you know you you know he 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 lost yeah. his job hit the bottle you know and i remember i i grew up seeing this so for me it was a good thing that i saw it because for me i was like yo i never i never want to drink to this point because i had to like there's moments where I, as a kid i had to take care of him i had to go get him stuff i had to go you know i had to you know i i would always be around him man i i'd, I'd go to his room and i I'd, I'd just sit in, on the side of his bed you know as i see him crying because you know he's dealing with this stuff and and so and here here's where i wanted to tie it to this is I I strongly believe that what made this harder for him, and this is where I want you to to kind of give your your perspective, Edwin, is I feel like what made it harder for him was the legalism, the legalistic Christianity that he had been introduced to. Because the thing was that whenever he would relapse he would he would have this sense of guilt to the point where like i can't i can't go to i can't go to god like this you know what i'm saying there's no way that i could go i'm done like you know this is it for me i've let god down i'm a sinner yeah i'm i'm done you know what i'm saying and yeah. and that would like there there was that sense of like I, I, and, and sometimes it wasn't even like he hadn't, he would, he didn't even get drunk. It was like, he just had, he just had a sip. He just had a sip and, um, and, and he, you know, he, he, he felt like because he had a sip, he was sinning because he was taught that you couldn't drink, right? It's a sin to drink alcohol, to have a sip, right? That's what, that's what we were taught, you know, in, in the church that we came up on. And so, so what I'm trying to say is with when when we're when we're struggling, man, like when we're struggling with certain things, and you know, for example, like you know, with the example of my uncle, you know, that that man, that that like when you mess up, right? That sense of like your father, your heavenly father, not accepting you because of your your mess ups, right? Your screw ups, you, you falling back into this and letting them down and, and feeling like I don't I don't have a problem with you feeling like, you know, you let you let you let them down. I think there's a level of like there's that's 
in a way that's that that leads to repentance, right? Um, but I think it's a problem when you feel like you let down your father so he no longer accepts you, right? He no longer he he, he no longer wants anything to do with you. And I feel like that's what legalism does, where I think as a as a church, we have to promote and push for the fact that yo, you it's not about how many times you mess up. It's not about, you know, what you did a few minutes ago. It's about you deciding, yo, I messed up. But man, I I I I know that God is going I know that God is going to meet me where I am and is going to help me through his. I'm a I'm you know, I'm still in this I'm still in this sinful world. I'm still in this I'm still in this flesh. So there's that level of imperfection. There's that level. There's that like, you know, Paul talked about that, right? Where you you know, you still you still live in that sinful nature even though even though my soul, even though I don't want to do this, right? But my flesh is still my flesh is weak. My flesh still wants to do this. So with all of that, man, Edwin like <clears throat> I wanted to go into uh, this is where I want to I want to start diving into your, you know, just your life, your testimony, because, man, you've been through a lot. Can you let's just start there. Let's just start there with like kind of share, you know, as much as you can, you know, um, just your life. How like, you know, what did your life look like, bro, growing up and all that? Let me start off a little bit with my childhood. I think that's what affected me as in, how can I tell you guys, at my youth. I grew up in a Christian home, but it was more like I was the first child. If I fell, my dad would punish me. Mm. And growing up, being bullied, holding resentments is what affected me to be a drug addict. And then I started bullying people back. I was like, when I was on one, I'm like, I can fight now. Mm. I can, I can, I'm tough. I'm Mr. Big Pops, whatever you can think of it. And um, my high school sweetheart devalued me and he started swinging and swinging. And then so I met my ex-wife and I damaged her through my drug addiction. Mm. And then I got cancer and that didn't go well either. Cancer didn't even change me. I ended up leaving my kids, another woman. Until this day, I'm still fighting for my kids, but it's been a struggle. Um, like you, we spoke about this, Larry. Yeah. I and mean, I don't know if you knew him, Jeff, but one of my neighbors passed away, overdosed. The same way, I can't say deal. I mean, he did overdose, but, you know. Same thing happened, heart attack. And then growing up with another idol that went through the same thing and, and beat it, Lamar Odom, it's like, we have a purpose. Mm. You know, I can't relate with Lamar, though, but I never overdosed, but I have blacked out. But to this day, it hasn't been easy to, to stay sober, in a way. Mm. I mean, not to say to stay sober, though, but I mean, it's a battle. Yeah, yeah. That you have to consistently stay connected. I have AA meetings that I stay plugged on, trying to freaking join every life group nowadays. But why until today? Mm -hmm. 
and that's why I admire you guys because Jeff, you're a leader, the same way as you, um, Larry. And I look up to you guys. It's like I appreciate you guys having me here. I never thought I was gonna be speaking about my life. Mm. I wanted to do a documentary, but this is like the beginning of my life with you guys. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna blow you guys up with this podcast, man. <laughs> it's about me, <laughs> you know. So there you go. I can't be selfish, though, but yeah. it's you guys helping me through this. Yeah, and and look, and and I, I wanted to bring you on, Edwin, because keep on bringing me on because uh, I, uh, um, you know, with the whole X thing, you know, um. Is it cool if I share just kind of, kind of a little bit with, like, get the combo that we talked about it? So, yeah. uh, man, on when when I found out the news of that X had passed away, I immediately thought about Brian, which is Edwin's neighbor that he was talking about, and he he ended up, you know, in a short amount of time, Brian um became a friend man he became part of the the squad he became part of the the circle man he was the life of the room man he bring life in man he was freaking funny he uh yo and and uh edwin i don't i don't know if you knew this uh but um there's this girl she's an amazing singer shout out to 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 her uh les she uh she she knew uh she knew Brian. I didn't know this. Um and we we linked up and she knew Brian and she you know would would share about about the fact of how how giving and generous and how caring he was and all this, right? Um but again, he too struggled with drugs, um the drug use and all this stuff and you know it ended up taking his life. Um and so I thought about him and then I, I come to find out, you know, this this like uh this weekend was five years since his like since his passing. Matter of fact, this Thursday, the sixteenth, is gonna mark five years. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys can relate, but April is kinda harsh. Mm -hmm. April is the resurrection of God, and through April I have seen one, two, three, like, like four or five deaths mm -hmm. that are really close. Wow. A friend of mine just got shot. Mm -hmm. yeah. Left two kids behind. I can't think it was drugs, though, but I don't know. And then it's Brian, and then it's another ex-boss of my mom, and he shot himself. And I'm like, Man. The, the enemy hits us in April, especially drug addicts. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. It's like. April is not easy. I don't know why. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm going to kind of get into this with you guys. And this, mm -hmm. the things that I have battled. Yeah. Every April, I've been incarcerated. Every April, I've been drugged up. Every April has been effed up. And I said this this year this April is going to be full of blessings that can bless others. My parents' birthdays in May, usually every May, I'm gone because hmm. of my drug addiction. Mm. Literally. Yeah. Yeah, man. And uh I, I hear you, Ed, and, and I think I think with, with Edwin, um, 
this is where I was going. I wanted to go into. I hit I hit up Edwin on Friday to tell him I was like, yo, man, like, I was just thinking about Brian. And then I told him, I, you know, I was thinking about you, too, man, because I felt like Edwin's the 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 other side of the coin, the, the side that like, you know, he was he's been able to to this day be able to fight, you know, continue to fight that that that, you know the the just that that past that that tough past that he's he's gone through man and 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 um and one thing that i i admire about you bro is as hard as it's been as hard as life has been you know for you and and as as you know you you i love that you say this you know you own up to the mistakes you've made you own up to your stuff and i i i admire that about you and i think that Despite all that, man, you still fighting, you still pushing and you still, you know, um, this is why I wanted to bring you on because I felt there was a connection here with X because I like, like if there's somebody in, you know, in my community that I, that I could think about when I think about a generous person, uh, you're, you come to mind, you know, because you're very giving, you're a very generous you're generous with your time. You're generous, you know, financially. You're generous with, with just giving of yourself to others, you know. And I think, um, I wanted I wanted to dive into this a little bit with you because I think that you've been able to, despite everything, you you've been able to still get back on your feet and pursue God, um, and pursue God's purpose for your life, right? And so I wanted to ask you. What do you feel are some of those things that have helped you get back up, right? Because I I was listening to somebody say this, I think it was Ruslan, um, where he he was sharing, you know, his his own, you know, story, and he mentioned how it's not just a one thing like solution. It's just not it's not just go to church and everything is gonna be, you know, fine and dandy. There's so many things that have to play in, you know, community rehab, you know, the therapy, like just all these things is so is multiple factors. And I started thinking, man, that's with everything, bro. Like, you know, I've been trying to, you know, the last few years or, or this past year, I've gone really hard on my physical health. Right. Mm. And I've realized there's so much that plays into it. You know, it's not just going to work out and, you know, it's working out. It's, it's eating healthier. It's um, the the support, you know, and, and of of my people helping me and pushing me and motivating to get up and go, you know, go to go do a hike, go exercise. Like even you, you, you know, Edwin, you've gone with me to to hikes and stuff, and and that's encouraging and that's motivating. And so there's all these things, all these factors that play in the part. Even just sleep. Like if I don't yeah. get good sleep, the next day I'm not getting yeah, up. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So, so with all of that, Ed, with you and, and just overcoming, you know, what you've gone through, what, what would you say are certain things that have helped you, you know, get back on your feet? Can I start off with one thing before I jump into this? I'm going to read you guys, Peter, first Peter four, seven, mm. it talks about yeah. the end of all things is near. Therefore be alert. And of a sober mind so that you may pray. One thing, and I think I started off bad three years back. I said, AA, 
came before God. Because if I wasn't sober, I wasn't even be able to think about God. Wow. So first of all, I, now it's the other way around. My higher power and my program. Mm. Like that. Simple. Simple. Every day, I have to check in with my sponsor. Every day. If I miss one day, I have guilt. Why then I share? Why then I check in with him? Mm. That's one. I mean, that's too sorry. My program and God yeah. and being connected with people. Mm. I think I linked up with you more this year and a little bit last year. But as you yeah. can see this year, I, I went ham with church, with being, being giving back, with, with being at service, being active service with people. Mm. I started off age yeah, for a yeah. reason. It's not yeah. even to show it off, to, to brand it out to you guys. But it was basically as a drug addict. And I'm not going to throw my right hand to this, but both of us have started mm. been drug addicts. Both of us. And hopefully one day we, you guys can bring them on, but yeah. we're completely yeah, yeah. drug addicts. Like we fight, we've been to with God. And then at the end, I used to go faded to church. Mm. I used to go tweaked out to church, mm. to the English service. And nobody knew but that one person. But literally... My program, God, my mentors, pastors have helped me. My parents, my parents had to accept it that I was a drug addict. Mostly as a Christian, parents judge you mm. and be like, pero te van a ver en iglesia y te van a juzgar. Mm. At the end of the day, I'm like, I don't give up yeah. about what people are going to say. Mm. I am who I am. Mm. And that's what D taught me. DMX always says, I'm going to pray for my enemies. And he started like, through his dogs he will bark but he will speak life yeah all his songs are life all of them all of them all of mm. them yeah. and that's one thing this whole week since last week since you hit me up dude d was stuck on me like his songs his prayers everything mm. and the more you listen to that person you get to learn more about that person mm. dmx had faded away from me back in 19 i mean when i was 19 or 20 because it was a whole different genre hmm. after. Nobody wanted to listen where the party at and Rough yeah, Riders yeah. and this and that. Yeah. And Kendrick came in and all these other rappers came in. Yeah. But yeah, man. Yeah, it's man. It hasn't been easy. Three years I haven't seen my kids because of drugs. Yeah, man. But I, I look, man, I, I think I think uh, like we we've seen this with Jeff. We we I think we've seen it with you that this man has like fam. When I tell y'all that I there there there's a time, especially when I moved to Indiana and all that. Like there's a level of disconnect, you know, um, with 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 Ed, um, you know. But I I. I was able to witness a lot of his life, you know, his little, his little dips, his little highs, you know, um, and, and even the last, you know, the last few months, man, like this man has been, you know, one of the front runners, man, when it comes to the outreach that, uh, his local churches is, is, is a part of right now, man. And, and, and we all come from the same church, you know, Edwin and I grew up in the same church, um, and, you know, and Ed is now there 
one of the front runners, man, in, in, in doing the outreach. And I've been able to see that, like see his hustle and see him day in and day out, um, putting in the work, man. And so I want, I wanted to, I wanted to tie this in with the DMX thing and Jeff and, and, um, in, in just the idea that like we have to stop making Christianity look pretty. Make making our Christian journey pretty because it's not, it's not pretty, man. It's not like you're not gonna stop suffering, right? <laughs> that whole like Latino that you know, a whole lot like you see this more in the Latino side, like with with some some phony like churches talking about para de sufrir, right? Stop suffering, like <laughs> get out of here with that. You're not you're not gonna stop <laughs> suffering, fam. You know what I'm saying? Like this is we live in a broken world. And, yeah. you know, and as long as we're in this broken world, as long as we're in this body, we're going to go through things, man. That's the reality. Right. But <clears throat> what what X and Edwin, what DMX and Edwin both show me is is that perseverance. In the journey, right, that perseverance. Yeah. yeah. Right. And that, that's what I want to talk about, because. Man, our journey in Christ doesn't doesn't have to be pretty, and it and it most likely will not be. Especially, uh, you know, may, maybe you don't relate because you know you've been blessed, you've been privileged to grow up in a in a environment that is you know is it's a it's a good environment, it's a safe environment. But some of us, some of us didn't get that opportunity. Some of us. You know, and some have have had it worse than I have, you know, and so yeah. the walk, the journey has not been pretty. And so I, but I, I wanted to dive into this because I think when I think of DMX and and and, you know, at first I was I was just thinking in the beginning, I mean, in the last few years of of him seeking God and all that. But but going back, you know, I went back and listened to his first album. And hearing that prayer, you know, hearing the song, hearing the song, the convo, you know, in the prayer, I, I wrote down in my notes, like, yo, when I read, when I heard him, like praying, praying that prayer, I was like, yo, this, this is Loki sounds like a psalm. <laughs> like, this is a, this is a hood psalm, man. Yeah, like, there's yeah. that level of like, there, there's a level of suffering in it. Right. And, and, and you get that in the Psalms, right. You get that level yeah. of like, yeah. you know. And so, like, I'm going to read some real quick with, from the prayers. You know, he starts it off with saying, I come to you hungry and tired. You give me food and let me sleep. I come to you weak. You give me strength. And that's deep. You call me a sheep and lead me to the green pastures. Psalm 23. Only asking that I keep the focus in between the chapters. You give me the word and only ask that I interpret and give me the eyes that I may recognize the serpent. You know I ain't perfect, but you'd like me to try. Unlike uh. the devil who just wants me to lie till I die. Right? And then he keeps on going. You should go and listen to it. But, you know, I love in the convo, in the convo, he talks about, um, you know, it's kind of him just ask, you know, pretty much having a conversation with God and, and just kind of saying, like, you know, we're, kind of like asking yo where where's 
where's where where was God? You know, where were you in all this, right? And I love how he ends it, you know, because it's it's a it's an ending of realizing, yo, he's been here, like, mm-hmm. you know. And he says, and now you mean to tell me that after all this time, it was you that kept the dog from going out of his mind. It was wow. you that breathed life into my lungs when I was born. And it was you that let me know what was right from what was wrong. Mm. And it was you that let me do what I knew what could be done. And it was you that gave me a good wife and a beautiful son. And it's been you speaking to me inside my mind. And it's been and it's been you who has forgiven time after time and it mm. was you who opened my eyes so i could see uh. and it was you that that shined your light on me right and it's that level of realization like yo guy you've been in my life you've given the breath the air that's in my lungs that's giving me life comes from you all right and so i see that you know and i see that and i love the fact that it this this the convo and the pre- and the prayer the convo and prayer song they're in the middle of an album that's very <laughs> Siri um they're in the middle they're in the middle of an album that's very like real very gangster very very hood like it's it's telling a story of like yo this is this is life man and this is life in in X's world man and it's not pretty right but you see him seeking for for God in that in that right and and so you know and then in the last few years we've seen we've seen it more present in his interviews and in like the ig live that you mentioned you know um i wanted to pull up the this uh so this pastor that from florida from tampa shout out to urban d um that's his that's his that's his alias this pastor's alias pastor tommy i believe is his name um he was telling he was telling recently the story of him of him interacting with uh with X. And I love I love it. He said, you know, in 2008, uh DMX uh played in St. Pete at the State Theater. I, I'm guessing now that that's in, that's probably in Tampa. Um and somebody that he knew knew X. Um they knew that X was on his search for God and wanted him. So his friend wanted him to meet X, right? Um, and he said, I waited out back by his tour bus after the show. At first, there was just a few people hanging around in the alley, but eventually there were over 60 people waiting. And I was about to leave as it was like 1 a.m. and I had to preach the next morning. He says, suddenly the back door of the venue swung open and X stepped out and yelled, where is the pastor? Right. Wow. And he said, he said, I. I stood up and it was like the Red Sea parted and next made a beeline to me. He said, we talked for a few minutes and one of my guys asked if we could pray for him. He then yelled, everyone circle up. We're going to pray. And he said, within 60 seconds, 60 people were in a big prayer circle in the alley behind the club as they prayed over X. He says, it was a powerful moment. I've continued to pray for him several times over the years as he was battling with a lot of turmoil and addiction. And so that right there, man, is just like, to me, that little, that moment right there, just that story in itself. And I've heard multiple stories like that. That story in itself is 
to me a reflection of Christ, man, like a reflection, a a a not a reflection of Christ per se, but more more so uh like yo, if there's if there's a way to share the gospel, it's just that moment right there. Like, you know what I'm saying? And so I wanted to read, I wanted us to read, uh, and Jeff, I wanted you to elaborate on this. Romans 7, uh, Romans chapter 7, you know, as we think about X, as we think about, you know, um, our own lives, our own walk with Christ, you know. Um, and I want to start, I want to read from verse 15, Romans 7, verse 15. It says, Paul says, I do not understand what I do for what I want to do. I do not do, but what I hate, I do. And if I do what I, and if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good as it is. It is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me for I know that good itself does not dwell in me. That is in my sinful nature for I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. So I find that this law at work, so I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. But I, but I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law, but in my sinful nature, I slave to the law of sin. Right. And so I, I as I was reading that, I was just thinking about just uh, I was thinking about me personally and my own struggles. Right. And my walk, how my walk hasn't been pretty. You know, I grew up in church since I was five. Right. Those five I've been at church, you know, but I had my moments where I, I left church. I had moments where I let, you know, I turned my back on God. I had my moments where, you know, I was doing my own thing falling out, you know, but, but deep down inside, I wanted to follow Christ, man. I wanted to, I knew I wanted to do good. Right. And I feel like, I feel like this is kind of what, what I saw within X, you know, he was dealing with those things, man. And, and some of these things like, like drug addiction, you know, it like, there's some chemical stuff going on there physically that like just changes you man that it's like you know it's only the power of god that could completely you know take that away and and heal you completely and and mind you i do believe that x uh received the ultimate healing you know because he he now no longer has to suffer with that right but but jeff what when when you read that what like is it do you see like a connection there? Do you see um what do you see there? Yeah, why did you have to choose one of the uh complicated texts? <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but I think I think there is this sense in which when you're reading it from the perspective of somebody who's suffering with addiction, 
there is this sense in which sometimes it feels like I can't control what I do mm. uh, because my brain has been so rewired. Like we don't know that. Yeah. Like you grew up in the hood and, 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 or anywhere and, and you, you become addicted to different things. Um, you don't know that your brain has been rewired. Yeah. Um, you don't know that the chemicals in your brain that are being released and, or that are, or, or that are coming in are, are doing different things to you, but you read this and it makes sense in that kind of, perspective right mm. like that it feels like i don't have control over my own body mm. and, and 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 there's a sense in which um the sinful nature that we have or or that 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 is in us um has some fault and causes us to react in certain ways right yeah because it's human nature but so i could see that but um, like one of the things that I, I think about this text, it's not so much that, you know, it's not so much that you can't control what you do. Um, I, I don't think that's what this text is doing, although, mm. although there is some truth to that yeah. based off of science, right? Based yeah. off of psychology. I think like you read verse one in that passage and in that chapter, it says, brothers and sisters, I'm talking to you as people who know the law. Don't you know that the law has power over someone only as long as he or she lives? Mm. So that means that the moment you die becomes a moment this law doesn't have power over you anymore because this law is supposed to uh, make you completely aware that what you are capable of is not enough to save you. Yes. It will never be enough. But it says, but that law no longer has power over you the moment you die. Mm. The law is not talking about dying as in like. Physically. Like, yeah, like like somebody just passed away. He's talking right. about, previous to that, he's talking about uh, being baptized, being baptized in the death of Christ. Wow. Right? And so then what he's saying is. This is one way of interpreting it. When you're baptized into the death of Christ, when the death of Christ, what, what it does is when you choose to place your faith in Christ, it completely just immerse, you're completely immersed in the benefits of the death of Christ, right? Which mm. is freedom from the law. Like yeah. the law no longer has, um, no longer gets to have the last say on, on who you are, mm -hmm. right? Um, it's no longer the law, but it's it's what Jesus did. It's what God did. It's what it's, it's what it's what what God has done in Christ through the resurrection, through the ascension, through the crucifixion. And so there's a sense in which the moment, excuse my puppy, the moment you 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 die to yourself, yeah. and and you and you begin to follow Jesus. Um, it's in, it doesn't erase the fact that we can sin, but there's a sense in which it gives you the power to, to in a way, begin to choose the way of Christ or yeah. the way of life as opposed to the way of sin. Right. right? But um, I don't think, I don't think Paul is saying that happens instantly. Yes. I, I think this is a reality. Like, this is our new reality. This yeah. is the reality that Jesus is inviting us into. But um, salvation is a process. Mm -hmm. 
salvation yes, yes it, it has its moment in where i place my faith in christ and i'm saved you know whatever that means but mm-hmm. salvation is also a process in which we are being transformed That's every true. day as yeah. long as we're positioning ourselves um in a way that we allow ourselves to be transformed every day we're being transformed and 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 the speed the, the the pace of it it depends yes because we're all dealing with different things that and that and that's what that's what i wanted to get to because um that that's that's what i got from the when when i was reading this text it, it was it, i was seeing that it was that sense of like yo paul understood and paul uh, paul understood this for himself and it was pretty much telling us yo like like because that's what i see when i you know that's what that's what I see. I see following Christ, deciding to live for Christ is not pretty, man. Like it's a constant battle. I see like, you know, it. you see that it's like he he starts off and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jeff, here. But when I read when I read when when I read this, when I read a lot of a lot of what, what Paul writes, I read this almost like this, like there's a conflict there. Like not not in a not in not in him understanding, you know, or what he believes or not not in there's no conflict in what he believes. It's more of like there's this there's like this conflict in in how he lives it out and how he wants to live it out. Right? There's this conflict of like, man, I want to live for Christ and that's what I'm pursuing and that's what I'm deciding to do. But I have to constantly fight this. I have to constantly fight this sinful nature that is that is in me, that is part of this flesh now. Like, you know, like and, and that's how I felt. That's where I felt about this. And I felt like for me, because because some people may take this as, oh, so are you giving are you saying that we're free to sin because you know we're not perfect or anything? No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is is you're going to sin. What I'm saying is, is you're going to mess up, you know, and I wish somebody like my uncle would have would have known that would have known. Hey, you're, like, we don't expect you to be perfect, man. Like you're 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 going to struggle with this. You're, you might struggle with this for a while, like, you know, because this is, you know, it, you you've gone really deep into this and only God can take you out, pull the, out, pull you out. And he will, he will pull you out. But the, like, don't expect that pace, right? That, ex, that pace don't it, like we, we love the fast, like microwave type of God, right? Like, and, and some churches like move on that level of like, yo, you're going to get healed right now, immediately right now. We're like, you know, like, what what do you say then to a person that is not healed in that moment? You said you said that you you know you're declaring complete healing right now, boom, in this moment, and it doesn't happen. You know, I'm not, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't pray for healing, right? I'm not like that's not that's not what I'm what I'm saying here. What I'm saying is is we we have to understand that like. Healing is promised for all of us, you know, process. exactly. But 
some of us may not be some of us may not see that full healing you know till till the day christ returns for us you know till that transformation right that and so i wish again i wish that more people would understand that i wish as christians that we would push that more of that that level of like yo you know, and we see this with a lot of celebrities, especially now with social media, man. We're so fast. Christians are so fast to condemn, like, yo, this, yo, be like, I, I see this a lot with Bieber, right? Where, like, people are like, oh, you know, he's putting yeah. out these songs and stuff, his Christian songs, and he claims that he's a Christian, but he's still smoking weed, and he's still, you know, cussing in some of his, some of his <laughs> songs and all this stuff here and there, right? And I'm like, yo, man, like, don't expect this man or don't expect me to be in the same in the same journey as you man like don't expect that man god is doing what he's doing in his own way you know and he and and each relationship each path each journey is very different right so what, what do you think about that ed oh about the healing process right mm -hmm. you know one thing i'm not gonna lie to you guys uh I'm going to be transparent with my higher power in my program, right? So AA has literally taught me a 12-step program, right? I think it's the fourth step. You start writing every resentment that you hold, either that you have done or they have done to you. And I had to write, basically, well, I'm going to get deep in this, but all the females and all the people that I was selfish, mm. sexually, um, fudge, selfish in every aspect. And mm -hmm. I did have to go to multiple people to ask for forgiveness. Some I haven't even approached them because I don't know how I'm going to reach out to them. Mm. But I have prayed for them. And that's one thing that bothers me with the religion that they don't teach you. They do teach you pray. Uh, seek and etc but they don't touch they don't tell you doing amends to that person in a way it's more like just pray and healing will come literally healing it's a process man i haven't mm. even i haven't healed from certain things and i'm gonna i'm not gonna lie from my past mm. but i have learned to bury it and and, and let god manifest in it mm. but if i continue holding my history i have noticed and you have witnessed that i keep talking shit about my past mm -hmm. literally literally sorry my language but You're good. i have noticed that and god gave me a vision through my new job that i had to bury that it was something that i kept holding in here that it was digging me the last time we were hiking the vibe that i brought was history literally and I caught myself, I need to stop doing this. Mm. Do you see it? Yeah. And I believe even with Jeff, when I speak to him, I repeat the same thing. Hmm. Jeff can kind of be like, hmm. But he even knows. I, re I have repeated topics to him that this guy has heard probably four or five years ago about me. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Literally. I can't yeah. lie, but it's been a process, you guys. And I'm still learning. No, that's good, bro. And and I I think, I think it, it comes down to that, man. It's you saying like it, you know, it's a process, man. And and yeah. and this is what we're getting off of this. This is what I get from, you know, 
when I look at Paul, you know, and 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 how he, you know, how he breaks it down to me, like I, what I'm getting from him is don't expect, you know, don't expect to be perfect, you know, out of the get. Like you're going to go through things, man. You're going to experience certain things and you got you've got to always lean in on Christ, man, and lean on Christ and lean on Amen. that resurrection. Amen. Right. And um. And that that's 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 what I get from it. And I think like I think you going going back to, to your past and having conversations about it, it's not bad. You know, it, it's so it's it's part I feel like it's part of the healing process, you know. Yeah. I think it's just the question is with who are you doing it, right? And I think you're doing it yeah. with the right people, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And so so I think that that's important. And I just wanna I wanna wrap this episode up with just going back to X. And just, just saying, man. To me, X, X finishes life being an agent of hope. X, DMX ended his life pointing people to Jesus. I'm not, I'm not thinking, yo, X ended his life, uh, you know, we over, can't do overdosing, like. That's not the legacy that X is leaving, man. And, and, you know, and I'm saying this because, you know, some people have said some ugly things, man. Some people, while he was still in the hospital and they hadn't, you know, there was still, you know, there was still, we're still hoping that he would pull through. People were saying ugly stuff, man. And I think, I think to me, to me, when I saw that, man, I thought about, I thought about, you know, the people that that I have around me that are going through that are dealing with similar things as X, and I think about them, and I think about you know when I mentioned my uncle. When I think about my uncle, I don't, I understand that he goes through that he's fighting the you know alcoholism and all that, but I don't, I don't see him as that. I see him as a uncle, as my uncle, as 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 you know a person that I grew up with that I love. Um, very deeply and that I care about very deeply and that I believe that in his that through his faith in Christ regardless of how many times he messes up that that God will show up for him man and and God and his abundant grace and 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 you know through his love that is so vast and so big that it's I can't even understand how deep he loves you know I can only believe that a God like that, a God so loving like that, will meet my uncle where he's at, you know, will meet X where he's at and we'll see, yo, this, this man, this man was seeking me till the end, even in the moments where he messed up, you know, I don't know, maybe you like, again, maybe you haven't dealt with this stuff, but. You know, I've had moments where I mess up and I'm thinking to myself, man, this ain't right. And I'm trying to, you know, I've I've tried. I'm like over here just fighting that, that fighting, you know, that whole idea of like, man, this is man, I want to do this and I'm doing this, but I know it's not right. You know, and, yeah. and I think. I think it goes down to that. It goes down to the fact that in my heart. I want to honor God. In my Amen. heart, I want to obey Christ. Those Amen. are my intentions. Those that is what drives me. 
you know, and I'm not always gonna, I'm not always gonna meet those expectations. I'm not always gonna, gonna, you know, be perfect on it. And so that is why I think because X was so authentic with it, he was so real. You saw, you saw his brokenness. You saw his imperfection. You saw him fall short time and time again. But you also saw him in the middle of that pursuing Christ so passionately and pointing to Jesus so yeah. passionately. Right. And and doing it in such a way, man, like I felt like his prayers, his prayers were like just an act of worship, man. Just how beautiful. Like he didn't just pray like he makes my prayers look lame, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because he would hey, be so poetic, off, man. But you were reading my head with the prayer mm. and the remembrance of him. Let's pray before this podcast is over. Mm. Let's do it. Have you guys prayed on your podcast before? Nah, we don't. We don't. We don't do that here. Well, let's do it for DMX. Man. <laughs> we don't do that here. That's his nah, legacy. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Us, though. You get me? Yeah. No, nah, that's I feel, the legacy I feel that, that I like has. that. No, I'm. On, I'm being life with you guys. Even that yeah. bad as I curse though, but. You good? One thing that he did leave in me that the legacy that you keep speaking about is prayer. Yeah. He's yeah. Literally. Yeah. That's good. That's good, man. So, look, we actually, we're going to wrap this up right here. We're going to leave it at that. And, and I just want to say, man, uh, prayers to the family, man, and to the friends, man. And, you know, a lot of people are hurting his fans. A lot of, you know, the people in his community. You know, everybody he touched, man. Prayers to everybody, man. And, and I pray that God, you know, just just meets you where you're at and, and just pours his love over you and, and you feel his love in this. And and once again, we remember X, um, you know, as, as a follower of Christ, as somebody that passionately seek God. And, and so, Ed, I, I would ask you, man, like, can you lead us? Can you lead us in this prayer, bro? Of course, of course. And this man even this man, bad. this man even turned off the lights to set the mood and all that. Hold on, I can't I can't turn off my lights, Ed, because they, <laughs> <you> <laughs> they just dimmed them. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna pray. So Heavenly Heavenly Father, thank you for for giving us this opportunity to speak over life in this podcast, God. Thank you for giving us this. Beautiful Tuesday to speak about life, to speak about X, to speak about the past, to speak about things that we never thought we were going to share through this podcast. Mm. I thank you, God, for putting Jeff and Larry in front of me to speak a little bit about me. And I hope through this podcast, we're able to reach to lives, to youth, to, to, gen I mean, whew, I can't even say, Lord, yeah. but just through ages to hear this. God, that is not easy to seek you. It's not, I mean, it's not easy to fight this battle, but it's possible to overcome this battle, God. And Heavenly Father, we I leave you in your hands to manifest in us for this podcast to continue expanding, for this people to continue mm. speaking about you in every mm. which way. In the name of Jesus, I say, Amen. 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 Appreciate amen. you adding. Amén, hermano. Amén, amén. Bendiciones, bendiciones. Señor me los bendiga. Um, <laughs> yo, 
Yeah, man. You look. Last thing I want to say to you guys, please, um, you like users. If 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 you go, if you are fighting addictions or or struggling with certain things, man, re- reach out to people that you know will yes. be there for you, will support Don't you. Be quiet. You know, um, you know, find help, man. Like and all that, man. And and if you are somebody who knows somebody struggling. Yo, go and, and, and hit them up. Check in on them. See how they're doing. You'd be surprised how many times people are just waiting, you know, just mm-hmm. for somebody to hit their line and say hello, you know, and ask how how are you, you know. So uh, I just want to encourage you guys. Let's let's take action, man. Let's let's. I I pray and hope that these episodes, these podcast episodes, that this content that we're putting out, that it's not something that you're just listening to. But it, it pushes you to act on it. It pushes you to act and put it into action. And so if there's anything that you could get out of this today, I hope that it is to go out and reach out and, and help and, and reach out to somebody, man, and be there for somebody that that in your life that is struggling. You know, it don't got to be something like drugs. It could be something, you know, different, like whatever it is, but just be there for them. So Amen. thank you, guys. Please, like I said, subscribe, hit that like share this with somebody man and um thank you guys for joining us this was the bold barrio podcast peace